0: Good afternoon and welcome to the City View podcast. I'm mean, Andy Sylvester, editor here at City AM. In a minute, we will have a quick look through the news from across the Atlantic with US inflation. Coming in above expectations, we'll talk with Jack Barnett, our economics and markets correspondent, about that. But first, the business headlines on this side of the ocean, and the Oil and Gas Authority has ordered the closure of the UK's only two horizontal shale wells. That brings a close, frankly, to the country's former fracking ambitions. This follows the government placing a moratorium on fracking three years ago amid safety concerns, which has left the shale sector in the lurch. Both sites, which are operated by Quadrilla, located at the Preston New Road site in Lancashire, will now be plugged with concrete concrete. And abandoned chief exec francis egan said at a time when the uk is spending billions of pounds annually importing gas from all corners of the globe and gas prices for hard pressed uk households are rocketing the uk government has chosen this moment to ask us to plug and abandon the only two viable shale gas wells in britain Meanwhile, Unilever told markets it had seen a 4.5% jump in sales over the past year as it was boosted by higher prices. The company, which makes products ranging from Marmite to Ben & Jerry's ice cream, said this was its fastest growth in nine years, driven by a 2.9% increase in consumer prices. The group also confirmed that it plans to not pursue any further major acquisitions in the near future after its failed 50 pounds move to buy GlaxoSmithKline's consumer healthcare business. That, we all remember, was not a hit with the market. CEO Alan Jote will hope the results keep active activist Trion in their box for a little while yet. Some £4 billion has pumped into the UK hotel market last year as the sector eyed the easing of COVID travel restrictions. Investors continued to boost the country's hotels despite COVID uncertainties, thanks to an improvement in the visibility for future trading, according to research firm property advisor Knight Frank. Hotel transaction volumes in the capital hit £2.1 billion in 2021, making up 54% of total UK investment. Publishing and Exhibitions business Informa has agreed to sell its Pharma Intelligence division which includes information businesses and niche publications to US private equity firm Warburg Pincus for 1.9 billion pounds. Sale forms part of Informa's shift to focus on academic publishing and trade shows. A music icon Sting has sold his entire music catalog to Universal Music joining the long list of stars to recently cash in on their tunes. The agreement between the 17-time Grammy winner, yes, 17 times, uh, and Universal Music Publishing Group hands over his solo songs as well as those with The Police. Um, no sum, but fields of gold, no doubt. Sorry, but dum dum tish uh, Jack Barnett joins us now, our economics and market correspondent. Um, US inflation numbers always closely watched. Uh, where the US goes, often the rest of the world follows. Um, consensus was for an annual figure of 7.3%. Where did it come in this afternoon, Jack?
1: Uh, 7.5%. So I think uh, not just Neat, but i imagine most people who watch these things quite closely are kind of getting tired of um saying that inflation smashed expectations um again i think the you know it's just piling even more pressure on on the fed to mm. not only go faster i think the i think the argument i would say at the start of this year amongst most economists was that the fed needs to go faster potentially raising rates four or five times a year i think the 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 argument is now switching to firmer and faster. So, some people are now calling for the Fed to hike rates 50 basis points as Mm. meeting in March. Um, It hasn't done that in a long time, I think since the 90s or so. So, that is an indication of how worried some people uh, on Wall Street are Mm. about inflation potentially going even further beyond 7.5%.
0: Yeah. I mean, I... Unfortunately, we couldn't quite crack it with our Photoshop. But what I had thought about putting on the front page tomorrow was a genie escaping the bottle, the (laughs) genie emblazoned with a gigantic eye. Um, But Photoshop-wise, it didn't quite work. Um, So we'll have to put that idea to bed. But the point is, the genie may be out of the bottle on inflation. It may be too late for rate rises to rein it in in any Hmm. real way. Um, Turning that back over to the UK, we've already seen – Almost half of the Monetary Policy Committee, four out of nine, vote in favour of a chunkier base rate hike uh, at the last MPC meeting. Mm. One assumes there will be another rate rise at the next one as a result of as a result of that. Um, yeah, how similar are the UK and US elements? Because obviously in the UK it's being driven up massively by energy prices, whereas in the states there's a little bit more of a labour market push. Mm.
1: Yeah, I mean there are there are similarities. There's definitely parallels you can draw between the two um country situations, I think that inflation, um, that energy spike is not just it's not just obviously hitting the US mm. and the UK, it's kind of hitting every single developed economy across the world. Um it's also happening in the Eurozone. But, you know, it's like you said, the factors which are driving stateside inflation are reflected over here. So it's a sign of things to come in the coming months over here. You know, the Bank of England is expecting inflation to peak about 7.25% in April. Some economists have got it at 7.5%. Um so you know it's it's only going to trend higher. I think the I think the point about the real worry now I think for the Fed for the Bank of England, not so much for the ECB, is that there's a danger that expectations of inflation being higher are kind of getting embedded into people's psyches mm. now. And if that happens, you know you, you then got the possibility of households and firms um, asking for higher wages and hiking prices respectively, and that. Just It creates an environment where it's a self-fulfilling prophecy and inflation. Mm. That is when the genie does does very much get out of the bottle, and yeah. central banks can't really do much to stop that.
0: Yeah, no matter how many wishes they might have. Um, I guess as we look at the wider UK economic picture, um, notes from Deutsche and Goldman this week, there still seems to be a degree of optimism that consumer spending is holding up for now. Mm. Um, some data out the ONS, which I, I think you can probably talk about around spending, um, in you know, pubs, restaurants, et cetera, et cetera. Obviously the weather's getting better. That does genuinely improve people's mm. mood. Um, you know, are we heading for one of those periods where economists keep looking at this and saying, God, the recovery's going properly off off beam, but the public just spend their way through it and, and therefore everything just about holds together? Or are we heading for what would effectively be, you know, a recession without it being a technical recession? That's certainly the Bank of England's Expectation, right? Mm. Cost of living going up, um, earning power going down by essentially, well, disposable income uh, going down by 2% mm. this year. The bank is in an unenviable position now where it has got this inflationary concern in the UK, but it isn't clearly thinking purely in terms of that, right? You asked Andrew Bailey a question last week about the bank's mandate. Mm. Just tell, just recount that little tale because he didn't seem. <laughs> To Answer no, entirely,
1: it wasn't no. I mean, uh, you know, the question was, was there not an opportunity last or the back end of last year to to start hiking rates? Um, and then by virtue of doing that, you know, you're reducing um, your expected inflation um, peak of 7.25 percent. To which his response was, uh, you know, we've got to be careful of ensuring that we don't derail the labor market recovery and the economic recovery. Now, the bank's m- only mandate is to keep inflation at two percent. Mm. Um, so <laughs> Whether or not you're measuring them on that gauge or measuring on how the labour market is doing is, you know, it's kind of by the by, because they do only, they only really have one measure at the moment. Mm. They're not really they're not really hitting that. But going going back to the recovery point, I think it's it's very much on which side of the debate you fall on on what people are going to do with these masses of savings they've built up. So a lot of people are now saying that yes, there's going to be quiet. Quite a difficult period for households, their living standards are going to fall because inflation's so high, tax rates are coming in, and et cetera, et cetera. We all, we all know what's coming mm. down the line. But some economists are slightly upbeat by saying that, well, spending can be maintained even if incomes are being hit because people could just dip into all mm. those savings they have built up. Now, problem with that is, is that a lot of people who built up those savings tend to be a bit wealthier, mm. and they don't tend to actually spend quite you know additional pounds they earn it tends to be lower income houses we actually drive consumer spending and they they haven't amassed the same level Mm. of savings so as you said I mean the bank is in a very difficult position at the moment
0: and will be squeezed more by the you know energy price hikes etc etc well something we're going to keep an eye on I think it's fair to say for the rest of the year will be the narrative uh, around the economy for the next 12 months and probably longer I dare say Um, Jack thanks for joining us and that's all from us at the City View podcast today. That's me done for the week tomorrow. Make sure you check in our tech and crypto weekly special. Um, for now, have a wonderful weekend. I'll see you next week.